Ayushi Mona and you're listening to India Booked, a podcast where we lean into the idea of India through its literature and we speak to authors who bring this to life. Shimona, your host on India Booked, a podcast where we look at India through the voice and eyes of its literature. Today I have with me Priyanka. Priyanka Pradhan is a Dubai-based journalist with over 13 years of work experience across television, print, electronic, media. She's worked in, the, in, in India and the UAE and now she of course lives there and she moved there uh, close to a decade back and worked with uh, everyone, right, from like a New York Times style magazine to the Bloomberg Business Week, etc. Priyanka, it's a delight to have you on the show, especially because you've written a book which I think is close to like every Indian heart, right? Because our all our lives are about growing up with Dada Dadi ki kahaniya and Nana Nani ki kahaniya. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me and for this opportunity to speak about my book. And yes, so this book is basically uh, dedicated to my grandmother, who was my favorite storyteller. And I grew up with uh, you know stories of uh, her growing up in uh, Uttarakhand and and about its food and culture and way of life and this kind of was just uh, kind of you know ingrained in me so much so that I thought uh, it's something that I should pass on to my daughter as well you know just a way to kind of uh, connect with our roots our Himalayan uh, legacy so this is why you know I I thought of uh, writing this book for other children and for children in uh, us. (laughs) So Priyanka I think of course it's uh... It's such a good way to give back, right, to your children. And I think as parents, everyone thinks, right, that what is it that, you know, I can give to my child as a legacy, right? And and, and this is wonderful because this goes to other children as well. And, and they themselves discover so much in the process. One of the thoughts that I had while reading the book was that, of course, while it's a children's book, right? But how little do I know about Uttarakhand as a state, right? And I think it's so good to also have you here because while we segue into the book, I think I would like to ask you about what Uttarakhand means to you, what the Himalayas mean to you, what growing up and and the life that you've so eloquently, you know, brought forward about living in the hills um, means to you. Because, you know, for a lot of us plain uh, people or city people, uh, our image of the Himalayas is something somewhere you go on a trek and then you take pictures of yourself eating Maggi somewhere. So basically uh, what happened was my uh, grandparents moved to Mumbai in the 60s, I guess. And, uh, you know, because that was uh, because my grandfather was inducted into the Navy. And so the future generations kind of grew up there in Mumbai. So this is why my grandmother wanted to, you know, kind of uh, forge a connect with our uh, native land through her stories. So she would tell us stories and legends and she would uh, sing uh, harvest songs from there. So my association with Uttarakhand was through her stories, basically. So, of course, the first chance I got when I could travel, I went to Uttarakhand and I saw the place and I was completely bowled over. So my experience of Uttarakhand was not very different from others in that sense. But yes, it's been a very um, important and, uh, you know, intrinsic part of my life growing up. That's so beautiful. And, you know, from uh, the perspective of, right, folk tales, you know, one, of course, is is what the place means to you. And the second is, is, is where I sort of want to ask you, right, you have these folk tales at your disposal and you've 
you know picked up 17 right and you spin them actually not all of them are folk tales there are two stories that uh, you know that come from my grandmother directly they are stories from uttarakhand the folk tales but i've adapted them to kind of reflect the times that we live in so i you know kind of modified it for to be more relatable to children living here today you know in the world so that's what i've done there are two stories that are like that and the others are say inspired by the mountains or inspired by childhood adventure stories so it's like a it's it's a kind of a mixed bag the 17 stories are completely distinct from one another and uh, some of them are in uh, the genre of say uh, action adventure some of them are even horror i mean horror as in is appropriate for children but still it's it's a kind of thriller and then uh, there's some that talk about more serious uh, topics like uh, coming to terms with uh, the death or loss of a loved one and there's some that talk about environment conservation and yeah so so on it's really a mixed bag but i think at the heart all the stories lies the appreciation of uh, you know the simple way of life and the small joys of life actually I, i think i should have just clarified this better because i was just going to say that there are 17 stories and how did you decide what what mix of folk tales versus adaptations like how did you go about deciding what what you pick and choose and and what were the different sort of elements that you wanted to uh, pick up so for instance right like the story that you have where a girl rescues a snow leopard right versus say the story which is about the goat and, and the princess sadness and actually the princess story with the goat is the one that my grandmother would tell me uh, over and over and because i used to request her to say that over and over again to me that was uh, one of the folk tales of uh, kumaus mm-hmm. very very old uh, folk tale which is which i've kind of modified but uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's one of my favorites and uh, how this started is basically because you know one one day i was just feeling really low and at those times i always think back and i think of my grandmother and her stories you know so this is how it came to me like you know maybe i should just kind of recollect them and write them down in one place this is how it all started so uh, to answer your question yeah but it wasn't a conscious decision to you know like say i want to have a mix of stories it just came very naturally to me starting with her folk tales and uh, then it just went on to you know i would just think about the mountains and my experiences there and her stories growing up so this is how it just came up to me a lot of my own beliefs and convictions have you know kind of uh, made its way into the stories but that's that was very natural progression got it i i think that that helps so a lot but tell me something priyanka and just out of curiosity right as a children's writer of course you somebody argue that, that you have more scope for just creative freedom right because you're not so bound by uh, getting say the political nuances of a region or getting uh, you know all of the other uh, ramifications that go into say if you were writing this book for say adults right but how do you introduce right number one these sensitive themes you know especially with young readers do you stay away do you sort of bring them in how do you as a writer take that challenge um for me it's not a challenge it's actually just uh being as simple as possible you know at the heart of everything even for adult stories the heart of it is just simplicity and i think that comes forth you know and uh, it's also my own reading habits i've been reading uh, children's books i still love reading uh, children's books and you know the simplicity of it and the you know innocence in uh, the storytelling that is what appeals mm-hmm. to me and that is what i think comes out in my writing 
so yeah mm. I, mean, i just don't overthink uh, you know how i'm going to incorporate different elements it just comes very naturally i think it's a uh, one to do with my love for the mountains and second is this reading more of a similar kind of stuff you know like ruskin bond arkinara and their stories are so rooted in culture but they're you know at the heart of it they're very simple that's actually true and uh, and i think you know but if if you read books as children right when you grow up honestly that that's what really remains with you and, and now that you i mean now you have actually mentioned and i'm thinking that if somebody asks me about books i will almost always go back and say like a enid britton or a ruskin bond maybe none of the compulsory uh, reading that was forced upon me by school <laughs> But you know, I'm actually grateful for uh, that too. I'm <laughs> such a nerd that I used to love uh, <laughs> books that I used to get for the summer review, where everybody used to hate it because it was compulsory reading, and I used to love it. I used to love reading those uh, summer books, <laughs> and then coming back and writing reviews for it. So actually, I uh, kind of discovered my love for writing way back in school, and it was uh, because of the encouragement of my, uh, you know, literature teachers. They said, "Okay, you do." you do seem to have a flair for writing you should kind of pursue it and i'm ever grateful to them yeah and and so are we now <laughs> no so priyanka another piece right from the perspective of this being a book for children right you you have gora devi and nan singh rawat right now real life heroes right again from the perspective right of the whole uh, ethos of talking about uttarakhand's place and and the place of its people in in history right would you like to talk a little bit about them share with us how did you go about say elaborating on their story the movement is one of the most famous movements that came out of uttarakhand people actually don't even know that it's come out of uttarakhand but it's kind of a global movement now and you know even recently as recently as the ra you know ra mil colony uh, for deforestation that was about to happen and uh, there was like you know a human chain formed that people were hugging the trees so it is so relevant even today and i think going forward is going to be even more relevant in the years to come so i thought this was a very very important story to tell because it's important for children to understand where this is coming from why are we hugging trees why is it important to do this so in the story i've not only addressed why what happened but also why it happened and the reasons behind why you know gora devi and her, the 27 other women she stood up to protect the trees but why did they protect the trees so it's important to answer the why is So um hmm. yeah I think I thought this is a very relevant story for children and it's very inspiring and it's very important to address. So and this was one of the story and the second one was uh, the story about Nan Singh Rawat which is a very little known uh, story but it is a very important story also because it's a real life story full of adventure it's about this one of uh, 19th century uh, Indian first Indian explorer who was under the british and he single-handedly under the disguise of a buddhist monk went all the way to tibet and uh, determined the uh, altitude of lhasa and uh, he also was credited with uh, you know figuring out that brahmaputra ran through china as well and you know it had another name so he was credited with that as well so it is uh, he's one of the very important figures and someone that is very uh, relevant also today so uh, yeah these are the two stories that i wanted to highlight and they're real life inspiring stories from uttarakhand so why not <laughs> yeah and i think i and i do see how you know these stories right obviously because number one your audience is children they should read about inspiring figures and it's also so relevant especially in the current world where you know 
which environment con- conservation is so important and it's also uh, the other story about the, you know it's a fun story it's a fascinating story about how this one man went and you know he had no equipment with him but he somehow managed it he was extraordinary and it's a very important story to tell it will be very fun for the children to read about him yeah i i i do uh, really think and and um, of course you know i think you said it so well right that it's important for children to know but it's also a fun story and it honors so many things right simultaneously honors the legacy of a state it honors the legacy of heroes that we don't talk about you know so often heroes but very important heroes nevertheless so true another question you know that i have for you right and and that is is on uh, the i think the bagpiper story which is of course around musical history do you want to tell us a little bit about that because again before i read this i had no idea not a musical connotations with kumaon as a region at all yeah that's true but uh, music is very very important part of their culture they have so, certain uh, you know instruments that are only from that region are only played there and uh, they're very musically inclined as well so this uh, bagpiping tradition actually came from the british when they int- uh, introduced the bagpipe into the army band and uh, mm-hmm. a lot from kumau uh, regiment and from garhwal regiment a lot of people were in the army then and they kind of picked it up they were actually taught it and then from then it's been 150 years and still thriving it's a thriving culture now you know it's a thriving musical um, tradition and now although you know the they still play it in the ba- brass band as well but it has become such an intrinsic part of the culture that you play folk tunes and folk songs on the bagpipe and it sounds completely out of the world it is beautiful to listen to them so this is something i also i wanted to highlight because it's a very unique aspect of uh, uttarakhand and uh, not many people know that it's a very very important part of our culture the bagpipe <laughs> so yes i uh, tried to kind of uh, you know incorporate it into an entertaining story it's about a little girl who plays a bagpipe also traditionally it's not played by uh, girls so i also wanted to make a point about you know gender roles and uh, yeah so this is what my idea was i i think it's come out so well and and you know one never really think uh, things of children's books being so impactful and capable of being so diverse <laughs> yes i mean but you know i would credit the kind of books that i've read i've grown up hmm. reading so as you as a writer i say that you always as a writer you are what you read right the more of what you read is the kind of writing that you write so i would credit uh, the writers that i've actually grown up reading for you know uh, letting me be diverse and uh, entertaining So yeah this is all thanks to Ruskin Bond and Arkinarayan Malguri Days was one of my favorite books and I think it kind of shows you know how um, writing can be effective and entertaining at the same time and simple and I think those three hold true very true for your book also uh, you know like I mean of course you're done reading you you have a sense of the book right like you'll say oh this felt like an epic or it felt like a trial or it, yeah but I, i my sense and and you always sort of tend to remember the feeling even if you don't remember the granularities and my sense of that i felt like enchanted but at the same time it's simple yeah <laughs> thank you so much yeah i i am a I, i'm a big fan of absolutely simple and uh, you know easy storytelling that those are the kind of stories that kind of stick rather than complex plots and you know different characters so this is uh, and also i made sure that all the characters uh, in the book 
you know because this is meant for a certain age group and these mm-hmm. characters kind of reflect what children these days do you know like uh, things like um uh, building confidence having faith in themselves overcoming a difficulty by having faith in their own capabilities this was important to kind of convey mm-hmm. because i remember when i was a kid i was a voracious reader when i was uh, you know in this age say middle grade and mm. uh, the kind of books that i read had such a big impact on me they made turned me into an optimist they always um, you know kind of made me look at the brighter side and this is what i learned from books like nobody actually sat and told me this or mm. you know so this is uh, these are things that i learned from books and these are things that i hope to kind of convey to the next generation that's so i think that's such a wonderful thing you know and it's so inspiring priyanka to actually see that somebody can you know take these little pieces and slices of their own lives right and then turn it into something that can give someone else joy and i think that's what all writers do right they they take something within themselves and what they know of the world and then they turn it into something i think that was the most natural thing you know because uh, your writing comes from your subconscious at the end of the day so these are things that are pent up locked up forgotten but your subconscious mind always get you know brings it forth into your writing mm-hmm. so yeah this this happens and it's a good thing too so i my next question you know and 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 this i was wondering about did you apart from say what you know right from your family's legacy right Did you do very intensive research about um, your setting or did you see yeah no so uh, yeah a lot of uh, research did go into some things that were specific like about the bagpipe or you know about uh, snow leopards so i had to research about snow leopards in the region you know mm-hmm. uh, the history and uh, about conservation and about the snow leopard behavior as well so things like that yeah so each story did have a lot of research but a lot of it was about the heart of the story you know what i mean rather mm. than um, yeah the individual characteristics so yeah i just kind of focused on that and of course to be factually correct is also very important because it's a children's book so i did yeah i did a lot of research on <laughs> behind that but more more than that i did a lot of research about what um kids are reading these days i read a lot of books that are in the market now but as well you know what are the issues people are talking about what are because uh, kids that are growing up today are completely different than you know how we grew up it's mm. a completely different world and a completely different setting so i have to keep up with uh, you know what is going on in the world now what um, what are they looking at what are they watching what are they thinking what are their issues because i could talk about how i was as a kid but that's a completely different world so which is why i've kind of you know say modified the stories to reflect the times that we live in right now and for the kids that are growing up right now so yeah. that was a lot of research <laughs> so i want to know priyanka um, and though this is slightly tangential right what are some interesting trivia points that you learned while you were discovering what children read or about snow leopards what what were some of the things that made you go like even though it may not be a part of the book but but was there something that made you go like acha aisa bhi hota hai not really <laughs> not really actually or maybe if i think about it i'll come up with it yeah but maybe in my copious notes that i have taken probably i'll find something but uh, not really <laughs> so the last question i think that i have reen um, is that while i mean uh, you know this is a children's book per se but in terms of your writing process priyanka 
was it difficult for you to be very and, and i know you just mentioned that you did read what all is in the market but did you have to very consciously think of oh is this word too complex should i use this reference is that did that play on your mind you know i'm such a regular reader of children's books and young adult books that it just came naturally i mean like i said i mean the more of what you read is you know it becomes easier for you to write right so i didn't overthink the structure or this word is difficult or this this is too complex a uh, concept you know for children i didn't think that because it just came naturally because of the kind of reading that i do so gotcha. i think be, yeah so that would be i think a, a good uh, you know a tip for any other writer as well just read more of the genre that you're writing in just come naturally you won't have to overthink things yeah i think this is so great right because one of the things inevitably is to keep overthinking um i i actually had uh, vishesh on the podcast a few episodes back right and he's written adaptation of folk tales from rajasthan right timeless tales of marwar yeah and and you know and his challenge of course was slightly different because he had to say remove a lot of curse words or you know things like that which which i i, I do think that in, in that sense also um kumani folk tales are a lot cleaner than rajasthani ones oh no but so actually you know uh, there's a reference uh, there are a few inappropriate references to child marriage as well in uh, mm-hmm. you know in that story about uh, the princess and the goat uh, so she was meant to get married to uh, the boy who you know kind of uh, was in the disguise of a goat so <laughs> in the original story but that would be child marriage so i kind of took it out and it just kind of kept it ambiguous but obviously i mean it, it seemed like the, you know they liked each other but didn't make it a marriage for sure because the contest that the king announced was that you know whoever makes the princess laugh is going to uh, marry her and she was mm-hmm. a child <laughs> so this is not something i wanted to include so i that is one of the things that i modified and kind of uh, took out to make the story a little more relevant to uh, present times oh my god marriage <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, interesting. So Priyanka, I think one of the things that we have to ask you to leave us with, right, is is as many book recommendations from an Indian literature perspective, from a YA perspective, from a children's lit perspective, right? There are so many spheres from which really that we can ask a voracious reader like you for recommendations. Uh, I have absolutely stalked your Goodreads ratings, and. Uh, yeah i did i did and then because i'm like uh, slightly creepy like that i was checking you know does priyanka have good taste and then i and then i saw your ratings and i saw the book that you picked up and i really liked it so i was like yeah we must have priyanka on the show question i would read her <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so uh, I haven't uh, really updated it. I've read a lot more. I just haven't uh, written the reviews for them. But yeah, I would like to do that a little more. Of late, what have I been reading? So nonfiction, I read Anthony Bourdain. Uh, of late, Kitchen Confidential. That's something I really liked. It's an entertaining read. And there was a random book, uh, just not recommended by anyone. I just picked it up because I like the title. It's called The Truffle Underground because I like truffles. So I wanted to know a little more about how uh, you know people procure it. It's a very interesting read, and it's just one of those uh, one-off ones. You know, you've never, you might have not heard about it, but yeah, that is another one. Those are two non-fiction books I read. Um, amongst children, oh my God, so many. 
which one should I start from? I would say, you know, if you're looking for a children's book, just go to the classics. I would say go to Malguri Days. Malguri Days is one of uh, my first books I've ever read. I actually watched the TV series first. You know, it used to come in the 80s. And then um, someone told me it's actually adapted uh, from a book. And I just mm-hmm. got got to read that. And uh, then I haven't stopped reading since. <laughs> wow. That's quite amazing. Thank you so much, Priyanka, for, you know, sharing these recommendations and uh, and sharing these stories and writing them. I think they're lovely. To everyone listening to the podcast, thank you for tuning in. Do not forget to check out Priyanka's book. It's available on Amazon. It's available on Flipkart. It's available at independent bookstores. It's been published by Rupa, Tales from the Himalayas by Priyanka Pradhan. Please check it out. It has some very uh, nice reviews as well in case you want to sort of take a deep dive and figure out if this is something that you want to read to your kids. Irrespective of whether or not you've been to the Himalayas, to the mountains, you want to go, uh, are fascinated or not fascinated by them, this is definitely like a very, very enduring read and it's something that you can read uh, to your kids and to your nephews and nieces as well. Thank you so much. That is so kind of you. Do not forget to tune into us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Ghana, and HT Smartcast.